0: All right. Thanks to Alf and quick shout out to Alf and Flora. You guys are amazing. Uh, they're the ones to help organize this whole thing. Um, they're just two very good looking, amazing people. <laughs> They'll be downstairs signing autographs after. Um, they, they, they just really believe in the youth and they um, give all of us just a chance to serve God and they really believe in you guys and it's just great to see um, leadership in our church like that. And um, not only did we have and Floor, we had a lot of leaders. We had Auntie Rosita helping with the preschoolers and all those kids running around in their diapers. And <laughs> I wish I got a chance to spend more time with the preschoolers too. And we had leaders like Rachel and Charlene uh, leading the fun fair. Um, I used to lead those, those guys in Daniel Fellowship. So it's kind of a change when the tables turn and they're the ones who are telling you what to do. And we have the worship team. You guys did an amazing job. I think we need to color coordinate our worship teams every week. So Willis and Winsome, you guys should get on that. <laughs> um, we had the aunties downstairs. Every time I went downstairs this week, even if it was just to grab something, I'd have five, five or six aunties offering me food. We had, we had pizza. We had chicken nuggets. We had ice cream, we had sandwiches and wraps, and the list goes on and on. I'm pretty sure I gained like four pounds this week just because of VBS, and I know a lot of the leaders probably agree with me. Anyway, well, welcome to Kingdom Rock. This is our VBS theme this year, and Kingdom Rock was where we would stand strong for God, and then we had a little action. Every time we said stand strong, we would jump up, so we stand And then we go like this to stand strong. Um, This year, I had the privilege of leading Bible Adventure. When I first got the material, I picked it up and I looked at it. And there was the woman on the front. And it looked like the the leader this year was supposed to be a woman. So I gave it back to Flora. I was like, hey, this is supposed to be a woman. So she took my material and she drew a mustache on the lady. (laughs) And then she gave it back to me. And she was like, here, I fixed it. So I wasn't going to play a woman, so I decided to become a knight. I decided to choose a name. At first, I was going to choose Sir Loin, but then I didn't want to be known as a cut of meat, so I went with Sir Ching, since I'm Asian, so Ching, C-H-I-N-G, and I chose that one because I was always searching through the Bible for adventures. Yeah? Get it? (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) <laughs> you don't have to clap for that. <laughs> so this week, searching, we got to lead Bible Adventure, and then each day we had a Bible point. We had five Bible points this year. Um, if you need a cheat sheet, there's one up here, because even I always forgot the Bible points, and I'd have to ask the kids. So let's see if the kids remember. What was day one Bible point? Okay, just yell it out. Good. God's love helps us stand strong. And we looked at a story about a boy, and this boy was a shepherd. His name was David. And we asked the kids, what are some things that a shepherd does? Yeah, he takes care of the sheep. So God takes care of us. What else? Yeah, you. He He has a spear and hook thing. Good answer. Your parents must be proud of you. (laughs) A spear spear slash hook. A hook spear. (laughs) Yeah, so God is there to protect us. Like a shepherd, God provides for us and takes care of us and makes sure we have all our needs. He guides us and he also leads us by green pastures to give us rest sometimes. And we look at Psalm 23 where it says, the Lord is my shepherd, shall so not be in want. He leads me beside quiet waters and lush green pastures, and He restores my soul. And when we think about church, when we come here every week, when you leave those doors, do you feel that your soul has been refreshed? When you're doing your daily devotions, do you feel refreshed? Because here's the thing. When I was a kid, when I was growing up in church, I got really good at playing church. You would go to church service, you would stand up, you would sing the songs, then you would pray, then you would sit down, you would listen to the guy speak, and then my dad was actually a Baptist minister, so I got really good at tuning out speakers. <laughs> it's okay, my dad's here, actually. <laughs> um, and then you, you stand up again, you sing the songs, then you listen to the announcements, and then you go on your way. And you have to ask yourself, did I really refresh my soul This week, And if not, how can I connect with God so I'm refreshing my soul? And that's what David is writing about. He's saying when we tune into God, it no longer becomes this church experience. It's not just about church. It's not about just religion. It becomes a Jesus experience. Because you see, Jesus didn't come for religion. He didn't come so we could just stand here and sing songs and read a book. He came for relationship. He came for relationship with us. Yes, we can read the Bible and just read it like a book. And if you do that, then you might as well just be reading Twilight or Hop-On-Pop. But when we have this relationship with God, we have a relationship with the Bible, and we're tuning into it, we start to begin getting refreshed. Because it's not just about religion. It's about this relationship that we have. And I don't know about you. Maybe you just came this week because it was VBS Sunday. But I believe that, and you think it's just this usual week, but I'm here to tell you, we don't worship a usual God. We worship God the Creator, God Almighty. He is here in this room right now. His presence is here. He's here to change some lives. Today, he's here to change some perspectives. He's here to heal. He's here to show you that God loves you, and his love helps you to stand strong. All right, day two, moving on. What was day two's Bible point? All right, Sam... Oh. <laughs> okay, without looking next time. <laughs> okay, good. You close your eyes this time. So, family and friends help us stand strong. And it is important that we choose which friends we hang out with. And we know that we always have our family here to help us stand strong, no matter what situation we go through. And we talked about a story about a woman named Esther. And Esther was a Jewish woman at the time, and there was this king. His name was King Xerxes. Xerxes, good. No, this one's just Xerxes. <laughs> we'll get to the other guy later. So we have King Xerxes. He was a very powerful king. He had army and navies. The the armies, not the stores. Um, they had armies, navies. They had a ton of people under his under his kingdom. And he gets rid of the old queen. I skipped over why, but one of the kids was like, because everyone's drunk. <laughs> but we won't get into that. If you want to learn more about that, you can visit your local Bible. So we had King Xerxes. He's looking for a new queen. And he kind of has this this fashion show contest. It's almost like The Bachelor. And I asked the kid, who here has parents that watch The Bachelor and supposedly a lot of you guys out there watched The Bachelor. <laughs> so they took these women. They would find the, the prettiest girls in all the kingdom, which is kind of superficial because they didn't do IQ tests or anything. So they find all the prettiest ones. Let's gather them together. And for how long did they go to the spa? A uh, year. A whole year. <laughs> That's right. Twelve months. They would get spa treatments. They would get massages. They would get their facials done their Nails, remember when we were practicing scrubbing our nails for 12 months? What a hard life, eh? 12 months of that, and then they we brought before the king. And then we know that we have Esther, uh, I guess she wins the bachelor's, so she gets the rose, and then she wins the bachelor's, she becomes queen. And we're talking about family and friends, and Esther had a cousin named Mordecai, good one, you get bonus points. (laughs) Your dad must be a teacher or something. (laughs) So we have Mordecai, who was the cousin of Esther, and Mordecai is actually taking care of Esther because Esther's parents had passed away um, at an early age. So he was there to take care of her, watch over her. In fact, he was actually in the kingdom at the time because one day Mordecai foiled the plot. Or they were trying to murder the king. But then he overheard this and he warned the king. And then Xerxes puts him in a high place. So he gets to watch over Esther. So we know that God strategically plans this. He puts Mordecai in Esther's life for a reason. And he puts Esther in Mordecai's life for a reason. And he also puts Esther in this high position as queen for a reason. And it's because later on, there's one day there's this bad guy named Haman So Haman, he comes and you're supposed to bow down to Haman because he is a very high official. And then Mordecai refuses to do this. Why? Because he's only going to bow down to God, not before any man. And then Haman gets really furious and angry with this. And he's like, oh, you're one of those Jewish people. And then he tries to pass this law and he says, I will give 10,000 shekels of silver to anyone who gets rid of all the Jews. And then that was the reality. So then Mordecai goes to Esther for help. Why? Because family and friends are here to support us, to help us when things aren't always going right. So then he asks Esther to go talk to the king, and then Esther ends up saving an entire race of people. Why? Because God strategically put these people into place. And I want you to think about your family. Think about who has God put in your life, which you can have an influence over. Who has God put in your life that really affects you, that maybe you want to thank for all those blessings that they've given unto you? All right, day three, without looking, oh, we can't do it this time. It's okay, you can look. It's right here. All right, everyone, let me hear you say it. There we go, excellent. I like it. Prayer helps us to stand strong. And we looked at a story about a man named... Cupbearer. Cup yeah, but he had a name. They didn't just call him Cupbearer. Jeremiah. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. There we go. That's better. Nehemiah. Well, they rhyme. So we have Nehemiah. You went to the puppet show? The Nehemiah puppet show? So we have Nehemiah, he was a bear. and what was the bear's job to do? What, what was his job? Yeah. Yeah, Ethan. To test, to test the food, so he's a food taster? Why was he testing the food? Yeah. <laughs> to make sure no one poisoned it. Because YOLO, you only live once, so you got to make sure that your food's not poisoned. Yeah, you got to make sure that, that the king doesn't die. So the king, his name was? Artaxerxes, so it's not Xerxes, this guy's name is Artaxerxes. And if you actually read your Bible, if you read into Ezra 4, we learn that this king Artaxerxes, before this, he actually refused to let the Jews build the wall. So when Nehemiah learns about the state of the Jewish walls, he realizes that they're crumbling, they're broken down. He feels saddened, and he wants to... Go before the king. But remember, this is a king that refused to help before. So you know what he does? He prays, because prayer helps us to stand strong. And he asks God for help. And God ends up changing Artaxerxes' heart. And not only does he allow them to build the wall, he actually supplies them with all the materials. Because prayer helps us stand strong. We talked a little bit about prayer. We talked about how it's like a stoplight sometimes. Where there's a red light, there's a yellow light, and then there's a green light. We said, sometimes God answers us with a red light. Why? It's not because God doesn't want us to have these good things. He, of course he wants us to have good things. He created us. He wants us to have the best. But sometimes the things that we ask for maybe aren't the best for us. Like a house made of chocolate. Imagine if God said, okay, you can have your house of chocolate. What a mess. All those ants that would run around. And your uncles, too, that would come. <laughs> and they would eat all the chocolate. And I teach high school, so I hear teenagers sometimes. Some of them some of them are obsessed with Justin Bieber. And they're like, Oh, I want to marry Justin Bieber. Imagine when they prayed, God, I want to marry Justin Bieber, make it happen. And then God's like, Okay. And then you're married to Justin Bieber. And you wake up one day and it's like, Oh God, what did I ask for? (laughs) What a scary life it would be if God actually answered every prayer that you asked for. Oh dear. We also talked about the yellow light. Which means to slow down. Some of us out there driving think that it means to speed up. (laughs) It actually means to slow down. Pause. Maybe God's telling you to wait on something. Maybe you're applying for a job and you don't get it. And you're like, God, why didn't you give this to me? Maybe God has a plan and he wants you to wait because there's something better that's coming down the line. And he's saying, just wait. I have something in store for you that's even better. And, of course, the green light, like he gave Nehemiah. All right, you want to build the wall for my glory? Then, yes, you will have the wall. Not only will I let you rebuild the wall, I'll provide all the resources for you to build this wall. So that was day three. Prayer helps us to stand strong. All right, our next, our next story was Jesus. And trusting in God helps us to stand strong. We learned about what it means to trust in God and what it meant for Jesus to die on the cross and to rise again. As a Bible adventure leader, you really want the kids to have this emotional response. The resurrection, the crucifixion. So I started telling them about the gruesomeness of the crucifixion. There are nails put in his hands, nails in his feet, a crown of thorns. And I was trying to paint this dark picture. All of a sudden, one of the kids throws up her hand. It was Emma, five years old, holding her step-dog, Charlie. She yells out, it's okay, he's got a plan. And at that moment, I kind of realized, how true is that? Even in the darkest times, even though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, like it says in Psalm 23, I don't have to fear anything. Why? Because I can trust in God because it's okay, whatever happens, he's got a plan. And we talked about sin as well. Why did Jesus have to come? Because we're all sinners. No matter who we are, we fall short of the glory of God. We've all sinned before. And some of your kids told me some of the sins that they do. Do you know your kids lie about brushing their teeth sometimes? Uh-oh. There is even one little boy. I don't want to get him in trouble, so let's just call him uh, Brayden Chung. <laughs> you see, Brayden, one time his mother asked him, Did you take a shower? And he said, Yes. But you know what he actually did? He just turned on the tap to get the shower wet. And he took some water and then he threw it on his head. And then he came out and then he lied to his mom. Warning signs. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> No, not good. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not talking about your kids. But then, And then, in the next group, uh, Brayden had a younger brother. Let's call him Brogan. So I asked Brogan, do you, oh, there's a party out there. <laughs> the second brother comes in and starts ringing. <laughs> second warning sign. So we have Brogan, he comes along, and I asked him, do you ever lie to your mom about taking a shower? And then he says, no, our mom smells us. So no matter who we are, we've done bad things. We've done sin. And we talked about how sin is like a dirty shirt. Imagine going to a kingdom and trying to approach the king or the queen with this dirty shirt. Will they let you in? Probably not. You can't come before the king. You have this dirty shirt on you. And sometimes that's what sin is like. How can we approach almighty, holy God in heaven when we're sinners? When we have this dirty shirt. And that's why Jesus had to come. And it's like this stain on your shirt. And when we talked about BBS, Oh, do we ever know about stains? One day we had hot dogs. And when you mix kids with hot dogs and the hot dogs with ketchup. It's not pretty. Because somehow the hot dog and the ketchup does not stay together. It's like they put forth a motion and they vote and then they have a breaking of fellowship. And then all the ketchup just goes everywhere. And then you're stained and you're dirty and you can't go before a king or a queen like this. So that's why Jesus had to come. Why? Because there's this old system called the law. And the law told you what you could not do And when you broke it, that you were in sin. You see, the law never had power to cleanse us of our sins. It had no power to release us from the sin. That's why Jesus had to come and die on that cross. To be that blood sacrifice for us. And back in the Old Testament, he would have to find the purest lamb, and he would have to do a blood sacrifice with that. So Jesus came, pure, holy, sinless, as our blood sacrifice. And not only does he just take away those stains on our shirt. He gives us a brand new white shirt that we can enter in, in the presence of God. And the Bible says we are made a new creation. And it becomes, it's not about what I can do. Because it doesn't matter what I can do. I cannot be any holier than you. It's not a, hey, look at me, God. I'm, I'm singing the songs. I'm actually doing the actions this time. Or I'm reading my Bible today. Look, I even have a highlighter. I'm becoming more holy. It's not about what we do. It's all about what he did on the cross. And salvation is not just this absence of sin. It's more the presence of Jesus. Do you have Jesus in your life? Do you know his forgiveness? And it comes with a simple prayer. Actually, we could do that right now. If you close your eyes and pray with me. All we have to say is, thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. Thank you for coming and dying on that cross for my sins. Here's my life. I give it to you, Lord. Help me learn how to be more like you and how your love helps me to stand strong. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time and you accept that forgiveness, it's like you get this new shirt. You're a brand new creation. It's simple as that. You can approach God in heaven. Isn't that amazing? That was day four. That's why we trust in God. Trusting in God helps us to stand strong. Knowing that it doesn't matter what we do. It's about what he did on the cross. All right, we have our last day. Day five. What is day five's Bible point? Yeah, The Bible helps us to stand strong. So we learned about a little boy. His name was Josiah, and he became king when he was eight years old. How many of you guys are eight years old up there? Stand up. Would you trust these three to be your king? Decide what taxes to run
1: <laughs> or queen.
0: <laughs> One cent for tax. We should make you. The <laughs> we should make you the king. Tax free. Oh, even better. I'm voting for this guy. <laughs> oh, oh, you would give money back to people. Okay, I'm voting for you now. Okay, what will you do now? He's going to give us a dollar. Okay, he, he's the king. Jo- Josiah was eight years old. You would trust this eight-year-old kid. But you know what? He was such a good leader as eight years old. He, he trumps over all the kings that were before him. Because after David and Solomon, all these kings were horrible kings. They would worship idols. They would lead people astray. They didn't really care about these people. And you have Josiah. He had his family and friends to help him stand strong. His mother, um, Jediah, or Jedidah. I can't actually say it. I don't know. I've never met her. (laughs) So she was there to help him stand strong and follow in the ways of God. Even an eight-year-old kid. Uh, Ariane, you're going to stay Later on, right? On a mission trip. Don't let anyone look down on you just because you're young. You go there and you preach about God, right? Alright, good. So you have Josiah. Later on, he grows up. And he's 26 at this time. Much like you people over here or around. I don't know where you guys all sit. (laughs) You guys all moved. 26 years old, he decides we're going to rebuild the temple. So Nehemiah rebuilt the walls. He's going to rebuild this temple. As they're looking through, what do they find? Yeah, they find a book of the Bible. They actually find Deuteronomy. And he reads it, and then he tears his clothes. Why? Because he's so sad. that He realizes we haven't been following God's laws at all. He's really sad. So he gets all the people together. He gathers them around, and he recommits an entire city to God. And we have the benefit of knowing the whole Bible. We know what God is telling us. Josiah chose to obey what God was saying. We have the whole Bible. Do we want to obey what God is saying? Why? Because the Bible is the lamp unto our feet, the guide unto our path. It's going to show us how we please God. My notes say flip over. Okay, no, wrong way. (laughs) Anyway, so Josiah chose to read it he decides that we will follow the Passover again. So he brings out 30,000 sheep. That's a lot of sheep. That's like GM Place or Rogers Arena full of sheep. And they had this huge feast. And they had 3,000 cows. That's a lot of meat. And they just celebrated. They celebrated that the return to God and the return to salvation. And those were our five Bible points. That's how we stand strong. That's what we learned this week. Um, so, now when we go through these hard times in our life. Because you know what? Life is not always easy. It's not always going to be uh, peaches and cream, as an old country saying goes. We have God's love to rely on. I don't know what you're going through right now in your life. Maybe you have some sort of dark circumstance. Maybe a broken relationship. Maybe you're struggling with financial But know that it's all right. God has a plan. He will bring you through this. Through his love. Why? Because he loves and cares about you so much. Because he created you. He's put in family and friends in your life to support you. You can always talk to him with prayer. He's there to help you stand strong in prayer. And you can always trust him to stand strong so much that he loved you, that he came to free you from the bondage of sin. And he also gave you a guide called the Bible. God's Word better than any book out there. To help us to stand strong. So whatever it is you guys go through, remember, it's okay. God will help you to stand strong. And it's alright. He's got a plan. Amen. Thank you.